Last night I went down to, to Nara to celebrate the engagement of one of my nieces, uh, the fourth of my nieces to get, well, she'll be getting married early next year, but the fourth of them to get married. So it's a, it's a wonderful thing. And I worked for five and a half years down in, in Nauris as a deacon and an assistant priest. And so I got to know Matt's family very well. And Matt was an altar server at church. And so it was really lovely when Rachel and, and Matt kind of met and fell in love. And, and that sense of, oh, it's Matt. You know, I know his family. I know his background. I know that he's got such a good heart and this desire to, to serve God and, and all of that. It's a wonderful gift when you see someone where the inside and outside match, where there is this sense of integrity. And that's what I think the Lord is inviting us into today. You know, for so often we kind of imagine that the best thing that we can possibly do is just try harder. Just do some more things, add some more things into our life. And you know, as we're coming to the end of the year, uh, maybe you're kind of thinking back onto the New Year's resolutions that you made and kind of evaluating them, or maybe you forgot all about them in the middle of January and you haven't really even gone back to look at those things that you committed yourself to do. But so often we kind of think, well, you know, I need to just be a better Christian. I need to do more things. I need to pray more often. I need to read the Bible more often. I need to be less distracted. And all those things... Are good but the problem with them is if the impulse comes from ourself if the desire to do those things are about just my wanting to be better then we've fallen into the trap of religion and Christianity is not a religion Christianity is a spirituality because religion is about the things that we do it's about the all of the stuff that fills our lives all of the the different rituals and rules and regulations and things that we're meant to do and we kind of feel compelled and this compulsion to do more of those things in order to become worthy but we will never be worthy we never need to be worthy because god loves us and he takes the initiative in loving us and inviting us into life and all we ever do the only thing that we will ever do in relation to god is respond the only thing that we can do is to be open to God. I mean, even the ability to say yes, even that ability to be faithful to God, that's already a gift of God, a gift of His grace, a gift of His goodness. This has often been said that the only thing that a Christian or indeed any person can ever do, the only originality that we can ever have is in our sin. It's the only time that we get to respond in in anything that's simply from us because any goodness that we have already is a gift from god is already a response to god's goodness and god's grace and i think that that sense really begins to to help us understand this prism as jesus turns now not to address immediately the scribes and the pharisees but in this final and fifth block of teaching chapters 23 to 25 in the Gospel of, of Matthew, we are here listening to Jesus teaching, once again, the disciples and 
the, the larger group of people that are gathered around wanting to hear from the message of Jesus. But this is all taking place in the last days of the life of Jesus. We're in Holy Week, and so there is this intensity that we have in this final block of teaching as he's kind of ramping up. All bets are off. He's, he's not worried about what people think. He will just continue to drive home the absolute necessity to find our life in God. And how often in religion have we experienced that sense of it's about the things, the masks, the, the ways that we project ourselves. Oh, that person is, you know, is really good because I see them praying and they look so devout and they look so holy. And you know, we get caught up so easily in that desire just to, to make sure that you know, everything that we project into the world, that there is a sense of, of that that looks good on, on ourselves. And that is so missing this impulse of the Lord. Because we're invited more deeply into what happens underneath, what happens in the depths of our being. And at that place, in that secret place that is deep within us, no one else is able to be privileged to see what's happening in that place. I can hear you share about it, but as, you know, as I look out over your faces today, I, I can't tell what you're thinking. I can't tell how much you hate me right now or how much you wish me I would shut up or anything else around that. I can't tell how bored you are. I get some glimpse or some, you know, some uh, insights into to whether that's possible. I can tell perhaps if you didn't get enough sleep last night, if you're starting to, to drift off and to, to, to be distracted. But I can't tell about your desire. You know, that there's this intimacy of what's happening in the depths of who we are that is known by ourselves, hopefully, and also by our dear God. And in that secret place, in that place, that's where we can begin to experience this intimacy with God, this ability to experience this wonderful life that is possible for us. And it's in that place that the Lord is inviting us to go. Not about wearing broader phylacteries, not about wearing bright tassels, not about seeking particular titles. And so often the church has been distracted exactly in those places as we've thought that those things were important. You know, you've got to call me Father, you've got to call me Monsignor, you've got to, like, all of the different titles that we have and you kind of think, um, did you actually read the Bible before you made up those titles or started to, to put those places of honour? And whenever I arrive at a function and people go, oh, Father, you know, you can come and sit here. And I'm like, no, like that's just against the whole principle of the Gospels. Haven't you read your Bibles? Haven't you discovered this, this wonder that is there? Because Jesus wants us to live with this absolute authenticity, this life that we, rec we recognize and we remember that it's not about me. It's not about what I've achieved. It's not about what I've done. But simply that the gift that I have is that I've said yes to God. I've allowed His love to be the one thing that matters. I've allowed His love to, to so fill me and so consume my heart that that's the thing that, that captures me. And that that's where I am able to find my life and my freedom and my identity. Today, as we're invited more deeply into this place of integrity, this place of humility, this place where I recognize that it's not about me, but it is about Him, and it is about His love, and it is about His grace and His desire to forgive, to set me free, to redeem me, 
to love me so deeply and so powerfully into life that I'm just so wanting to share that and to allow others to experience that as well. And of course, naturally, the response to that is we want to pray more. We want to read the scriptures more. We want to be better people. But it's about whether that's an initial call, or whether we think that that's the thing that matters, and it's about what I do, what the initiatives that I take, or whether it's the initiative of God, and I simply respond out of that love and out of that desire. Today, as we continue to serve the Lord and to respond to His will, let's just remember that deep call of God to invite us into that life of freedom and grace and to allow God to love us in that place where in humility we're able to respond and to let God do that work within us so that we can be indeed the people that we want to be.